1: for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: Get attacked by an angry shark. Got up a mountain in the dark. Pushed up the top of a big landmark. Hit by lightning in your local park. Caught in the downpour of acid rain. Struck by meteorological train. A proton beam passing through your brain. Attacked by that angry shark again. Hear how they survive. Trappled by a herd of buffalo, chased with an axe by your new friend Joe, buried alive in a pile of snow. the worst case scenario.
0: It's a, it's a big day. Neil has a microphone. I'm so excited. I'm scared. You're scared? He can finally talk back. <laughs> Andy's in the room today as well. Just
2: for this moment.
0: Oh my God. He's got like a proper official one as well. We've fully got one out. He's got a muff and everything, a mic muff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Neil came in today and said that he has had a worst case scenario. Yeah. And was willing to go on record. Yeah. So here he is. So without further Neil. ado.
2: Can you do the housekeeping, please? Oh, sorry. oh my
0: God. <laughs>
3: really
2: regret I hate it map, already. I hate it happen. already.
0: But Loudrops back. Loudrops back. Hi.
3: Hi. And his hair has grown back. He looks kind of normal now.
0: Anything? Oh, careful. Oh, my god! Oh, you're so cute. Don't ever get a haircut again. He's Don't going this week. Don't ever get a haircut again. <laughs> okay, housekeeping. Okay. Uh, Loudrops, the podcast dog. We're (laughs) drinking margaritas slash piss. Uh, This is Worst Case Scenario. It's a survival story podcast. Mm -hmm. Those were the right words, not quite in the right order. Yeah, we do. We make a
3: survival toolkit every week using uh, items that people in the stories we're telling have used to survive uh, in the hopes that we can...
0: uh, One day survive ourselves. Yeah. Should we find ourselves in the... Worst, worst case, case scenario. scenario. Wow, you really read my eyes there. That was the Thank first you. time you've ever listened to me um, <laughs> telekinesis-ly. We're,
3: we're in sync now. Sure.
0: Okay. Um, are you on your period as well? No, but I feel like every week you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, it's uh, got two days. Two days to go. Okay. Can down the days, can <laughs> um, Anyway... What? Oh, Nia's and th- um, oh. no, no, we, he wanted to see the housekeeping first. Oh, He's what still else is looking there? Oh, at follow, us. follow, follow the podcast. Follow. Rate, rate. Review. At WCS pod if you want to follow us on Instagram or TikTok. TikTok. Yes. Send us your worst case scenarios to help at wcspod.com. Yeah, I feel like we've overloaded them now. I feel like actually. Is that enough housekeeping I think for that's us? too much housekeeping. <laughs> and actually now they're not going to listen to any of it. But sure, fine. All right, Neil, <laughs> off you go.
2: So I think, as mentioned last week, I am moving in with my girlfriend, which is a big step. Woo!
0: Woo! Yeah, all right, no need to brag.
2: All right. uh, so I'm moving from a flat to a house. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does all right for herself.
0: <gasps> yeah. Whoa, what does she do?
2: Uh, not entirely sure. <laughs> <Other than>
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: so she has a house and it has a garden. <gasps> and I thought wow. I would make myself useful and do some gardening. Basically, she—I have a daughter, and she has a son, so they're they're very happy. And her son used to have a hamster. Uh No. Now I was clearing a weeding bed with a fork, just to get some, you know, roots out. Uh And I may have inadvertently stabbed through the coffin of said (laughs) hamster.
0: I, I'm so glad you didn't say corpse. I thought it was going corpse. Coffin. Hilarious. That's fun. I was picturing That's a good skewer fun. guinea pig. I was <laughs> picturing a skewer yeah. guinea pig. <laughs> Wait, how good was this coffin? What was the material? What was the design? So
2: th- this is it. So I raised the coffin out of the ground and went, oh, what's this unusual Fortnum and Mason's jar? <laughs>
0: Ooh high
3: end coffee. Tin
2: sorry, like Is a biscuit. tin. Was it like tin. a
0: goo pud and you like pierced the foil?
2: No, so it was I think like a biscuit tin and then you'd, wow. you'd just got like a, oh, a biscuit. A, a seat, yeah. So I um, so, so I'd gone straight through the metal, then went, What's this? Opened it up.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and what was so
3: left how how yes, how Just some very, are we talking? Very
2: tiny little bones. Um <laughs> So oh, I closed wow. it back up. sure it
0: was a guinea pig?
2: Uh, hamster. <laughs> hamster. Yeah. yeah, so I closed it back up. And because um, we were together when the hamster died, but I didn't know where or when it had been. Um, you went there for the burial, for
0: the funeral.
3: Yeah,
2: hole. so I basically threw it in the bin.
0: <laughs> you threw it in the bin? Did you really? Yeah. I'm Shut not, up.
2: Not digging a, a hole. Huh?
3: Yeah, it's you fine. You it back. Bury it. If anything, that's only going to
0: happen again
2: the yeah, next time you exactly. do the exactly. There's a dog in the scenario you are haunted now. You that yeah.
0: hamster forever. That but, hamster's coming back now. Well, it was laid to rest.
2: Oh, side note about this hamster, right? It used to belong to Gary Kemp from Spandau Ballet.
0: Stop it. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Of course you
3: do
2: Okay. Roman Kemp's uncle.
0: Sorry. Oh. You need to go younger. Younger than Roman Kemp, please. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
3: What's his uncle? Is his son, he got son?
0: Yeah, Roman
2: Roman is the son Roman's of Gary. Oh Garrett, Roman's yeah. the son. Yeah.
0: He's the dad.
2: Martin. Martin. Well, it's one of the Kemps, I don't know. So basically this poor um, hamster got pressed. Past- How
0: babies. did that happen? Wait, yeah, Girlfriend, well, inherit-
2: girlfriend's friend is friends with his daughter and something about it got it got passed Man. down wow. and landed up hamsters
3: at... don't live that long that's why the hamster was buried in a fortnum and mason probably uh, tin. family money yeah, I yeah. Think it was about
2: two and a half when it died bless and it's called <laughs> noodle bless him
3: oh yeah. rip, RIP noodle yeah. rest in peace noodle so, um, because but... most people if you have a fortnum and mason tin you're keeping that mm. that's your biscuit tin now yeah. those are fancy tins I don't know of these tins, really. I'm so sorry. You know, Fortnum and Mason. No. Okay. Oh God. Okay. It's like it's a fancy department store in London. Yeah.
0: Like people come like from from miles around. No, I was going to say like Hamleys. That's a toy shop.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like it's like a food Hamley. You need to think old Hamleys. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm worried at what age
3: you are trying to project that you are now. (laughs) Are we just going toddler?
0: I'm going for like not even born yet. Right. Okay. You know, doesn't.
3: Yeah. still I only still, know Hamley. Still to
0: discover the entire world. No, do you, I actually got something that it's aged me. This is this might be a bit dark. Darker than the hamster kebab. So much darker. <laughs> oh so is that was that the was that the the end of
3: the that's worst the end case? of the worst wow. case scenario.
2: Right?
0: Well, yeah. no, I, I, thought, I think that worst case scenario is going to continue and have a second part because I think you've unearthed a soul a there, haunted. Yeah, and you haven't you haven't put him back down to rest. Him, her, him, him. That's the film I want. That hamster's see. coming back to you. But he's he's at the, the great he's at of the great in the sky cemetery. Now. Like three <laughs> what?
2: Just at the great landfill in the sky. That's oh, my fine.
0: God. You're not fit to be a father, Neil. Right.
3: <laughs> Fucking hell, it did go dark. You
0: know, my parents are clearing out the house. Yeah. And we discovered They've my great supermodel qualifications.
3: Supermodel, yeah.
0: Um, they discovered something a bit darker this week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and my dad sent me it. And, uh... <laughs> okay, wait, let me find it. Um, father. He Is said, he
3: in your phone as father?
0: No. So uh. <laughs> just in a weird mood. Um, I got a message. More clearing out. You've always had the best celebrity chums. This is the picture I received. Can I also say the background, it's on like a plain white background as if crime scene evidence. Okay.
3: <laughs> so it's a, it's a paper bag that it... <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a paper bag that has been flattened and honestly it looks brand new. Mm-hmm. Like it, there isn't a crinkle on it's this been kept paper in bag. A sandwich bags stay fresh. It's not been used for its intended purpose. And in um bubble writing, red flag <laughs> it says to Abigail with
0: love from Rolf Harris. <laughs> And he's done a quirky little self-portrait so, next to it. So I googled Rolf Harris signatures to see if it was real. And he always does that little drawing, that little cartoon. So we can authenticate it. So I can authenticate that I have officially got the signature of a paedophile. Wow. And your parents have lovingly kept
3: it pristine.
0: <laughs> pristine in the family house. Um, all three children got one. Oh, Wow. <laughs> And you, you cornered roll for a while
3: <laughs> and um,
0: and i said what and my dad said you were all big fans it's because he did animal hospital He wasn't a
3: big fan
0: apparently mum met him at the bbc in the canteen and asked him to sign sandwich bags for you wow i don't know what to do with that now i mean um bin it bury it in neil's say. garden <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> stick it in a pot of a mason tin how mad's that? I definitely wouldn't show people. That's a.
0: Well, I've shown you now. <laughs> that's my big news of the week.
3: So, but you weren't there. That might Neil's, be. Neil's I mean... jealous.
0: <laughs> you can see it in his eyes. He's jealous.
3: <laughs> I don't think that's legit. That's legit.
0: <laughs> Much. I
3: think that is a concern and for we will, how that's going to play on the podcast. We,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to get lawyers involved? We will be auctioning that off uh, <laughs> at our First live show.
3: So any other Rolf fans come along to that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ooh.
0: Mad that. Mm. I think that's... The best that, that does age you. I was going to say very that ages much all the me. That yeah. ages
3: me. Animal Hospital aged you. To be honest, I was surprised. I love that you were like, mm, "Who's Gary Kemp?" But you know, <laughs> animal fucking hospital. I'm a fucking rock, fan. Roll Paris. <laughs> <laughs> was Martin Kemp not problematic enough for you? Is that yeah, is that like a bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, am I ready? I don't have to So, do this thing.
3: has two of my favorite things true crime mm-hmm. and famous people. Oh, yeah, ideal. Great. So, well, what's the crime? <laughs> 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 it's a survival story, Abby. It's a survival story. So, hey we're fine. We're technically Allah. fine. Great. 1968. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Andy Warhol is in the lift. Do you know who Andy Warhol is? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, when I say Andy Warhol, she's gonna go
1: crazy. Oh, oh is God, he an
3: artist? Yes, Campbell Soup, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Andy Warhol is in a lift going up to his office in Union Square, New York City. New York. Uh, he's having a lovely chat just with a couple of people who are in there. Okay, the, other people. There. Other people, in the, yeah, he's not talking <laughs> to himself. Uh, having a chat in the lift. He goes up, goes up to the floor he's going to, walks out, and then all of a sudden, one of the people he was talking to pulls out a gun, shoots him in the stomach. What? Dun, dun, dun. Okay, let's go back. I'll give you a bit of context because I thought you would instantly know who Andy Warhol is, (laughs) so here we go. Andy Warhol, (laughs) undoubtedly one of the most famous artists of the 20th century. For sure, for sure. He's a huge part or was a huge part of the creation of the pop art movement, which made art accessible to everybody um, by taking everyday images and presenting them as fine art. So before him, art was kind of this untouchable. The artists were, you know, mythical, inaccessible people. And art was only for the very, very rich. Um, And so uh, the pop art movement really made art accessible for everybody. Uh, because they also they mass produced it he poked fun at capitalism by making silk prints of well known brands like brillo coca-cola heinz ketchup Campbell's soup um he actually loved Campbell's soup so much he ate it he ate soup every single day for 20 years
0: i eat soup every day
3: do you yeah
0: you and andy warhol there you go that's just because i'm a fussy eater (laughs) maybe he was too
3: um he used images of film stars like marilyn monroe um but he also platformed less represented people like drag stars and trans stars um bringing them to the mainstream audiences but he uh he felt like he didn't really fit in growing up and so he gravitated towards those kind of people um in his art so he created art in pretty much every medium. He made some very saucy films. <gasps> uh, he, Porn w- with lots of naked men. He he made one film called Blowjob, which is just the camera on Just blowing soup, just blowing it till it's cool enough to eat. Mm, no, yeah, no, uh, it's just a <laughs> it's just a shot on a man's face as he receives a thirty minute blowjob. Ooh, yeah.
0: artsy. Yeah, that's very just artsy. like movies now. Like, what movies are you watching? Just like in movies, <laughs> like if they have to show a sex scene, they just film their face, don't they? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, like if, if if you're watching a movie, if you go to, like I don't know if you've heard of movies, right? Well, you do. I've heard of them, yeah. You go to, well, it's just on Netflix now, but you go to a cinema, mm-hmm. sit down, they tell you a story. Yeah. Probably at some point in that story, someone ends up having sex. Yeah. The woman, she goes down, out of shot, you stay on the man. Mm-hmm. Right, and that can just be like a twelve now. Right, maybe they. Maybe but that they was got porn inspiration then. from.
3: Like I think I've Andy. seen Ashton
0: Kutcher do that like multiple times.
3: So uh, his studio was called the Factory because they mass produced. Um, he had lots of people working for him, uh, but it also became the hub of like the 1960s art scene in New York. Uh, everybody who was anybody was there. So he was born Andrew Warholer in Pittsburgh in 1928. His parents were very religious and origi- originally from Eastern Slovakia. Um, and he was a sensitive and artistic child who suffered from a condition called sydenham chorea, um, which caused his limbs to move involuntarily and meant he stayed home a lot of the time. Um, he was also picked on a lot by kids uh, for the way that he looked. He would lost pigment in patches on his face. And so they'd call him names and stuff for that um and so because he was home so much he got really into comics and magazines uh Mm. which then obviously had a had a an impact on his work later on
0: i watched spider-man into the spider-verse recently oh it's good isn't it and that's like all done like a comic yeah it's really cool (laughs) you know spider-man was a comic yeah yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) i totally missed that that was what that film was and then i was watching it i was like that it was like a comic oh this is did this you? Is, this looks like a comic book, and then and then like when you ever you can pause it and it's never blurred. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? So, as in, like, if there's like a big action sequence in that film, yeah, it's been designed so that if you like pause it at any moment in that film, it'll look like a still from a comic book rather than ever being oh. like being blurred. it's never blurry. Like you can pause it at any point and it's like could look like the front cover of a comic book.
3: Oh, that's That's cool, right? Yeah. Finally
0: she's on board. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool fact.
3: I was just thinking, surely if you pause
0: this is what happens Everything. when you start dating boys. They give you facts. <laughs> I don't know why I say start dating I boys. Was I've say, always dated boys. Men. We've got <laughs> men. <laughs> uh,
3: Yeah. <laughs> Steady. And,
0: and often... As soon as you said I watched
3: uh, Spider-Man into <laughs> the Spider-Man, I was like,
0: that wasn't your choice. And then when you're watching the movie, they give you facts. Mm. And sometimes the facts are actually quite interesting.
3: Yeah. They do love to give you facts. That's true. Facts. Okay. He moved to New York City in 1949 at the age of 21. Um, he was ready to take the art scene by storm, but like mo- like most moving to the big city to follow your dreams stories, uh, reality sets in and Andy realizes he has to make a living. He manages to do this as a p- commercial illustrator, which at least Sick. is still arty. Yeah, yeah. so he's drawing uh, images for- Are you sure
0: the suit one wasn't just an ad?
3: <laughs> well, no, it wasn't, okay. but- um... <laughs> But obviously this is his background. And so it was kind of a natural, mm. he actually like cold called big companies to go and work for them. Like he called Tiffany's and was like, I'm a really good illustrator. I can come and do your- uh, So cool. Do your ads, yeah. Okay, so um, so he starts to make a name for himself. He holds some smaller exhibitions. Uh, people like his stuff. He gets a lot of buzz and then he opens the factory. Um the factory quickly becomes the place to be seen so people like Mick Jagger, Bob Dylan, David Bowie, Basquiat, Debbie Harry, Keith Haring, Liza Minnelli, all the big all big the boys people. yeah um but also it the pe- people who were just part of the art scene who weren't famous were also like welcome at the factory so it was a, it was a place for people to really mix and like hang out with the cool kids it's
0: like the Edinburgh fringe
3: like the Edinburgh fringe exactly like the Edinburgh fringe with fewer fucking clowns. I st- <laughs> sorry. I was talking the other day. I, I got clowns are always there, I got Julia. stuck in Edinburgh. Clowns always find their way in. Every time I was at a party, I got stuck talking to a clown. And I, I'm sorry. Hey, you're lucky you got one of the chatty ones. Some of them just mime. I would rather that. I would rather, I would rather that. Clowns <laughs> take themselves so seriously. For, for, for people who famously are just there for a laugh. They take themselves so seriously. It's an art film.
0: It takes years of oh training. Oh my god!
3: It it truly <laughs> grinds my gears <laughs> so much.
0: Hey, um clowns clowns ran Edinburgh this year. They really did. They really they did. Really,
3: you could not swing a cat for it's a It's weird
0: because like you wouldn't think it, but the clowns are actually like. No, I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna be like, absolutely not. <laughs> but I feel like they're like the the the, the cool kids. Absolutely not. <laughs> they're, absolutely like, really not. Like, I, they're like really intimidating, and like they're like. They they like swag around. They got their own little, that little place by, by, um, with the...
3: The blunderbuss.
0: Yeah, they got their yeah. own little, like, air and stuff. One yeah. of them one prince has Got Talent. I mean, they're taking over, Julia. They are, and I don't like it. I know you know. I don't like it at all. It's because Whereas I... I'm the one who would just, like, change to fit in with them. Mm. I'll, ac- I'll accept their ruling. Yeah, you'll pretend to be trapped in a box if it helps. <laughs> um...
3: I just, I, it's because they made me do it at uni and I hated every minute of it. And everybody who came in to like teach us about it was so serious and it just sucks all the fun out of it. And I, every clown I've subsequently met has done the same thing. And I just think
0: it's bullshit. I saw a clown pop salt out of her vagina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure rag. that was a clown? Yeah. She, um, she, she had a popcorn maker on her head. So she came out fully nude Mm-hmm. Um, and she did some hula hooping. She was actually really good at hula hooping. Yeah. Um. So she was hula hooping and then she had a popcorn machine on her head that she plugged in and it started making popcorn. Um. And then they started playing popcorn. Do, 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 And then she started covering her body in butter mm. as the popcorn started coming out of her yeah. head all the while hula hooping. Yeah. And then she was like, I need salt, I need salt. Yeah. And then just went, <laughs> And Sorry. then just popped salt out of her vagina. Right. And then put salt all over herself. And that was the end of the night. Yeah. They didn't have anyone follow that. You can't. You How, no. could, how could you? Big laugh, was it? <laughs> uh, w- no. Would go again? <laughs> <laughs> would go again? Uh, yeah. I also, I went to Stamp Town and I watched Karen Gillan give birth to an... To a adult woman dressed as a baby covered in blood, mm. and then she gave a stand up set. They're always dressed set.
3: as giant babies. Yeah,
0: but a boy baby, so like it was kind of political. And <laughs> she had like like a little penis and little balls. Um, and then she like did stand up that only like a baby would do, trying to go for newcomer. Oh, and Karen Gillen, you know the one from Marvel. I know, I know, I know. just yeah. stood at the back, just like oh. Wow. Strange world. Really? Yeah.
3: Good God. Only at the Edinburgh Fringe. I... I cannot believe you would go and see that again.
0: What? The popcorn woman. <laughs> well, Okay, no, I wouldn't go here see her solo show. Right, okay. But I would go see a cabaret of which she's part of. There was also a man who, his basically his whole act was just how big his penis was. I'm just going to call Yeah, you... That's <laughs> Julia just choking on the penis. I just... Um, <laughs> it was so big. So he'd He's not like... in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we could get him in, probably. We could probably hire him out. Yeah. Let's do that. I bet he's... If we ever do a live so... show, let's get Penis Man. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, he was also, like, really talented with a whip. Um, yeah. He, like, would whip, like, the heads off roses. Just, like... <laughs> Off. Okay. then he did cool. then he did some fire breathing mm. and then his big reveal was that he had a huge penis that he had like pumped up backstage oh, and God. then tied off and then sorry
3: re- rewind <laughs> <laughs> i know
0: what? He, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he tied off this is this is what art is now fuck you Andy. <laughs> he t- steady. No, He okay, t- he tied don't. he tied what
3: he tied his penis off you, so, you keep so, saying the same thing. So he
0: got an erection. Yes. it was really funny actually because it, when it was his turn to perform, they had to be like, um, "He's not ready yet. We need to get someone And they had to like change the order. And then he came on. I was like, "Oh, that's what he was getting ready." Um, so he, he'd get erect, and then he has a penis pump. So he'd pump it up to make it like even bigger, and then he'd have to tie it off so all the blood stayed there, right? Because then he's got to do like a three-minute-long performance. So he's so he doesn't have to think about like keeping the erection. He's like tied it off. The blood's like still there. So there's like up. a hair
3: tie at the, bo- at the base of his dick. I couldn't
0: see this. I only, I only found this out after that the way he'd kept it was he'd tied it off is what I was told. Right. Because I did inquire. Of course. <laughs> Looking for tips. Yeah. <laughs> so...
3: <coughs> She's working on the solo show.
0: Yeah. And then, um, so then he would like kind of like, he did like a bit of a burlesque. He revealed his penis. Yeah. Then he set his penis on fire. Yeah and then his big last thing only like a little bit like a little like tap 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 and then he attached the end bit was he attached a rose to the end of the penis set the rose on fire and then whipped and the rose was like right by his penis so if it goes wrong he whips his penis and then he whipped the head off the rose but it went slightly wrong and it set his penis on fire again and then he was like and that was his act. What I'm saying is I think you should give clowning a (laughs) chance.
3: If anything, you've just doubled down on my belief of how (laughs) ridiculous
1: clowning is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything
0: going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: Okay, so one
3: person particularly keen to become involved in the factory scene was Valerie Solanus. Valerie is an interesting character. So she had a really tough upbringing. She was um, she was abused by several men in her family. Um, at fifteen, she left home. Then fell pregnant twice. Both children were put up for adoption. Um, so she had a really difficult start. But Valerie was very intelligent. She got her degree in psychology from the University of Maryland. Um, she enrolled in a graduate program in, at Minnesota, but dropped out to attend Berkeley instead, where she came out. Oh, so when, while she was at Berkeley, she came out as lesbian and wrote the Scum Manifesto. Now, Scum mm-hmm.
0: stands for. Can I guess? Gum. Gum um seriously no that's a swear word i can't think of what something for c underdeveloped men no oh, okay S- seriously something underdeveloped men is that your guess I was, <laughs> um oh no okay give me another guess is is the m men yes yes okay um mm, no okay just just men. I know it's about men. It's about men. It is about <laughs> men. Yes. Um
3: scum stands for Society for Cutting Up Men. Oh. Yeah. Uh it's no, main... I would never have guessed that. Yeah. I didn't think you would. It's main goal was to overturn capitalism and men. Uh she believed men should be eliminated. Um apparently people would go so people would go to her, ha ha, that's a good one. That's funny. And she'd yeah. be like, No, I'm not. I'm not joking. That
0: was my entire school life.
3: <laughs> Happy being like,
0: down with boys. No, just <laughs> people saying, that's really funny. And me being like, I yeah. wasn't joking. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> This is my actual personality. <laughs> <laughs> not, not kidding. <laughs> actual thoughts and feelings. That definitely
3: hasn't had a knock-on effect into your adult life. So that's fine. No, yeah. yeah. So for two years, she obsessively wrote and rewrote her manifesto. Until it was published in 1967. Self-published, obviously. Okay. Um, She sold copies to men for $2.50. Oh,
0: I'm sure they really wanted to buy
3: (laughs) And to women for a dollar.
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh,
3: So in the 1950s, where the norm for women was real, like, Stepford wife kind of vibe, where, like, Uh the hair was perfect in the, like, you know, those kind of fancy dresses, pearls, all of that. Yeah. She did not fit in. Okay um heavy eyeliner
0: metaphorically
3: metaphorical heavy eyeliner sure. Okay, yeah, sure. yeah yeah um in 1962 she moved to new york where she felt much more free to be herself obviously big city there are lots of people so much are coffee living their best lives a lot of lot of coffee sure
0: you're not gonna try and do the accent julia
3: no that's not that's i leave that to you that's come yours. on <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah! have a coffee <laughs> Wow, great stuff. Pizza pie. So, <laughs> she moved to...
3: <laughs> you got any more in the tank? Uh... part
0: <laughs> <No>. Oi, oh.
3: <laughs> oh. I'm walking here. There we go. I was waiting for that one. Okay. So, she moved into the Chelsea Hotel. Do you know anything about the Chelsea Hotel? No, of course not. Okay, so the Chelsea Hotel... Is very very famous in New York. Um, it's it was a place for so people used to artists and people used to have really long term tenancies at the hotel Chelsea. So I'll give you some some facts about the hotel Chelsea. Allen Ginsberg, famous poet, no, uh, he he mm-hmm. lived there for a while. Mm. Um, Dylan Thomas. <laughs> He was staying in room 205. When That's he, so Dylan. Right? That's so Dylan. When he became ill and died several days later in a local hospital of pneumonia. <laughs> Classic Dylan. Um, oh, Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols. Yeah. He, you, you might know this because it's a true they, crime they story. They did a film. They did do a film. Um, Arthur Miller. Yeah. Play. Play. Theater. Famously married to? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. He wrote a short piece called The Chelsea Effect, describing life at the Chelsea Hotel in the early 60s. It was like... So was it, it very was a showbiz? Real showbiz. Yeah, but it was also like, it was kind of affordable, I think. And so like, that's why lots of artists, artists. were drawn to it. And then they would stay there for long, long periods of time. But some people still do. So then they changed the rules that it became like a normal hotel. But some people had agreements that they could still live there. So there are some people who have lived there since then, just ongoing residents. Cool. Who are, yeah, arty people. Very. I think that was quite cool. Okay. Um, mm, 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 mm. While living at the Chelsea Hotel, she met publisher Maurice Gerodius, um, and signed a contract to publish the Scum Manifesto, but she became incredibly paranoid, misinterpreting the contract, and believing that she was signing away her rights to all her future writing. So uh, she didn't really understand. She was also quite mentally ill, um, and she was very paranoid about people stealing her work. So She thought that Gerodius and Andy Warhol were out to steal and take credit for her work, but Gerodius... Um, and Andy Warhol hardly knew each other. She just like had put made that assumption. Um, by this time, she'd managed to get onto the periphery of the factory scene. She meets Andy, and he casts her as a bit part in his film "I Am Man," uh, which is quite ironic given her stance on men. Oh no! Mm. He he threw her this bone because she had repeatedly tried to get him to produce her play, which was called "Up Your Ass," which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> Um, so she sent him the script, which he'd then lost. So he was a, he essentially kept everything. He was a, he had like loads of, um, storage facilities and stuff. Had, he was a big hoarder or like, I don't know, uh, cataloguer. I don't know. He just kept everything. Like everything he was sent, he kept. Right. Um, but he lost her script <gasps> amongst all of the stuff. Uh, and later on, they found it when uh, one of the museums were going through all of his stuff to display for an exhibition. They found her script, but he had lost it. Um, and she was like determined to get him to produce it. Uh, he read it before losing it. And he joked when she asked for feedback, she, uh, he joked that it was well typed uh, and offered her a job as a typist at the factory. Fuck off. Yeah. That joke did not go down well. Oh, that's With Valerie. Um, She believed the script was brilliant um, and he hadn't lost it at all but was conspiring to steal her work. Uh. So on the 3rd of June 1968, Valerie waited outside of Andy's office building. They, along with other staff members, get into the lift. They have a little chat. Uh, Then seemingly unprovoked and out of nowhere, Valerie pulls out a gun and starts shooting. She misses a few times... um, but then, so they they're out of the lift at this point, and they walk. They're walking into the, his office area, which is like a sort of an open plan office area. And he falls against um, a desk, and she presses the gun up under his armpit and shoots.
0: Ooh, why? Why? It's the armpit? It's- Oh, I think that's
3: probably just where she could. I can't imagine it was very like, okay, you stay there. Usually go for like the head, not the armpit. I think she just was going for whatever she could. Okay. he was probably at an angle where the armpit was easiest. Um, A bullet also grazes the back of London art critic, Mario Amaya. Um, Just as she's aiming the gun at Andy's business manager, Fred Hughes, he's begging for his life. Then the lift door opens and she runs away. So he very lucky because she he she literally had the gun like to his head. Um, and then the lift door dings, she runs away.
0: I mean, lift doors famously don't close quickly. Was she just like pressing I mean, but, the but like she close has button? The,
3: she has the gun. Nobody's running into that. Yeah, but why, why is she trying to escape? Well, because she's done. She came in to shoot Andy. She's done that. She doesn't want to kill him. And now though. she's
0: off. Well, he was I she probably right. assumed she he was dead. Right, She thinks she's killed him. That's still got to be an awkward moment where she like runs to the lift and then just waits.
3: Um yeah, I don't know how long she I don't know whether that happened or whether it was I I've, I've never well gotten enough. into an
0: elevator the doors immediately closed swiftly and gone. Yeah. There's always a little
3: yeah she's just like looking (laughs) around yeah to be fair i think it could have the doors could have been open for a while everybody's probably more concerned with checking if andy warhol is dead or not still i'd take the stairs he had his own tv show like station he also kind of predicted tiktok he said that everybody would be in the future everybody will be famous for 15 minutes and he was obsessed with like chronicling everything. Like he said some pretty dodgy stuff where, so Edie Sedgwick, for example, she was one of his muses. And he said, uh, I wonder when Edie is gonna kill herself. Uh, and he said, when she does, I hope she lets us film it. But then also he did say after getting shot, he did say, I wish somebody was
0: filming it. Oh, so he was like- sure, yeah, sure like, con- He was always
3: thinking about the content.
0: All of these, what's the point of a survival if you don't mm. have record of it?
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, Edie Cedric did then die of a, a drug overdose, so
0: so she's only shooting him because he lost her play, yeah, well,
3: because she's convinced that he is trying to steal her play right um, and she thinks that he is in cahoots with uh, Gerodius, who she's signed a contract with um but he they've only signed a contract to publish the scum manifesto. she thinks it's he then has rights to everything she. She writes from then on. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so she discharges five shots from her gun. One bullet hits Andy. One of them grazes um, Mario. And the other four... Wasted. Wasted. Uh, But Andy kept them, though. I bet he did. I bet he did. Valerie hands herself into police, telling them that Andy had too much control over my life. Okay so afterwards Andy was clinically dead on arrival at the hospital but was saved by the surgeons. Uh, He was in the hospital recovering for two months. He suffered damage to his lungs, spleen, esophagus, liver and stomach. There's a picture. So many things. Yeah it's amazing that he survived really because it did some it went through so many organs. Yeah
0: just luckily not the important ones. Well, Get his appendix as well. Your stomach and liver and lungs are pretty important. <laughs> yeah, but like you can live with one lung. A mm-hmm. stomach can, like, it's not immediate death. Can
3: you live with one lung?
0: Yeah. Oh, you can? Wow. Yeah, I know someone whose lung collapsed. Wow. Yeah, she was like, it was like at school and um, it was a swimming lesson. And she was someone that would quite often be like, I feel a bit ill at PE. Mm. <laughs> but she was like no I, I really feel bad and yeah. the teacher was like get in the pool and swim and yeah. then like while swimming her lung collapsed and that teacher felt very very I bad bet. I bet but she only has one lung
3: wow I assumed after a and lung collapse, an excuse for PE
0: forever it back up. you
3: what I assume they just like reinflate the lung after it's collapsed but I, think I didn't they realize they can that you...
0: remove it oh wow yeah if it's too damaged. Blimey. That is interesting.
1: Look at that. Hey,
0: I knew something you didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <But once. laughs>
3: That's very cool. Okay, there, there is an incredible picture that he took. He, he took quite a few pictures um, of himself. Uh, he's taken one where... So he had to wear a surgical corset <laughs> and his whole torso... Is it like
0: genuinely holding his organs in? Yeah. Wow. Edward had to wear it every day. So his, his torso is covered
3: in um, scars, like all different directions. Like he literally looks like he's been patched up. Okay, incredibly, Andy didn't press charges against Valerie. His reasoning was that people, that she was acting authentically to her. She's just a person who shoots people.
0: <laughs> so. What an excuse. Yeah. That's just me. That's just, like, my vibe. Yeah. That's just, like, what I was, do. It's my thing. So his whole,
3: like, philosophy on life is that everybody should live authentically. Um, what's her name
0: again? Valerie Salat. That's just, that's just Valerie. That's just Valerie. That's just so Valerie. Um, I hate that, though, when people do use that to, like... Um, allow their behavior when they're like oh but that's just them i hate it when people go that's just them. you just
3: have to get to know them and it's like no i don't want to then no so you have to get to kn- they they are a bitch at first but you just get to have to get there was to a know guy them. at my uni like, well, no. who was just
0: like a nightmare and a bit of a creep and they were like but that's just him yeah it's just, he's just so silly that's just him i was yeah. like no nah, i think i think just him is is, is a dick yeah. but okay Valerie was less
3: forgiving of herself. She told a judge that she did what, uh, sorry. Oh wait,
0: Valerie wasn't the
3: one that was like, I just shoot people. No, Andy was like, she's just a person who shoots people. I'm not gonna press charges. No way. That's her, yeah.
0: Oh, well then fair enough. Fair enough what? Take the out, Valerie.
3: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well. If
0: someone else, I thought you meant she was like, guys, that's just me. I'm I'm living authentically, that's just me.
3: She wasn't... I didn't mean she was less forgiving of herself as in, like, she felt really bad about it. Oh, right. She she told a judge that what she did was a moral act and she considered it immoral that she missed. She was really kicking herself for those five spent bullets. So
0: she was a... She said... She was a high achiever, disappointed with her performance. She said, I should have done target practice. Yeah, you should have, really. You know, like yeah what are your goals in life how are you gonna achieve them she
3: she was charged with attempted murder assault and illegal possession of a gun she was found mentally unstable and remained in a psychiatric in psychiatric custody um for a year Uh, all publicity is good publicity so our friend uh gerodius the guy who has the rights to publish the Scum Manifesto, now mm-hmm. that there's some buzz around Valerie, takes the opportunity. Oh my God,
0: perfect timing. Why not? Nothing um, will sell
3: a book like a murder trial. Mm-hmm. He publishes the Scum Manifesto. And in 1968, so a year later, after the trial, Valerie was deemed competent to stand trial. Sorry, after, so after she's spent the year... In the psychiatric facility. So She's... before
0: that though, mm. why did that guy have the rights? Was he interested in she the She signed, yeah. Oh, he was they interested. They met at the hotel. He was interested in it. He Okay. He... When he was just holding off, he was like, I feel like this girl's got
3: mm. something big
0: and <laughs> big coming up. I out. think, to be
3: honest, I think this all happened quite quickly. Right, okay. Um. She represented herself, which is always a good plant. That's so Valerie
0: though. So, Valerie. so Valerie. She is
3: authentically herself so authentically herself she will shoot people but she will represent but herself she will back herself yeah she so she represented herself but she did plead guilty so it okay, wasn't well like she had like an, okay that's an easy job yeah <laughs> yeah
0: she pleaded guilty of course to... she pleaded guilty it's got her very famous exactly
3: so she, ple- she pleaded guilty to reckless assault and intent to cause harm she was sentenced to three years with one year for time served three like two years well three years shooting somebody yeah that's crazy is not enough I would know, especially
0: when she like walked straight up to him like gun to skin that's scary yeah
3: but then maybe him not pressing charges had something to do yeah with, probably yeah
0: and she pleaded guilty yes still though
3: mm. um Valerie, Valerie continued to write to Andy in prison in the early days she'd start these letters dear toad <laughs> still sour <laughs> sour um, and then she'd go what on. What does she want? She got I her don't book know. published. Yeah. She'd go on to be like very mean to him in these letters, which just seems like you, you don't need to. He's in a corset for the rest of his life. Like, you, see, Loudrop agrees. Loudrop's having a nightmare. That's out of order. In one letter, she wrote to him after. Okay. So, so to begin with, the letters were quite mean. But after the manifesto is published, ah. she's much more content. I see. And she declares, I no longer have any hostility towards you or anyone else. I feel at peace with the world and now the manifesto has been published and with all of the publicity I have the chance to earn money without being dependent on men. I feel like she should have stopped there like just stopped the letter okay. there but she carried on. Oh, no. um, I am in a much better position to deal with you Gerodius and all the other vultures that I encountered and then like then she definitely should have stopped there. Okay. Definitely should have stopped there but she carried on. Uh,
0: I'm very happy you're alive and well always write the email in your notes app first right get someone to check it like you write it out you write what you want to write then you write it again. a different version mm-hmm. yeah
3: um I'm very happy that you're alive and well as for all of your barbarism you're still the best person to make movies with and if you treat me fairly I'd like to work with you
0: oh would you <laughs> She's shooting a shot. I feel like Andy's the kind of guy that would be like, yeah, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah. Like she could shoot me on camera this time. Mm. I feel like he'd be up for it. Yeah, not
3: quite. He no? wasn't, yeah. Okay. He, I think he drew a line in the sand when, okay. when she
0: went to prison. Hey, it would be good content though. I'd watch that. Yeah. You know, oh, definitely. definitely. Artist meets his shooter for the first time mm. in person. Like They you, make a film together. You're telling me that's not clickbait? That's freaking clickbait. Mm. So as
3: well as being physically affected, Andy was traumatized by the shooting. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he was terrified of it happening again. Constantly on the lookout for anyone who looked even vaguely like Valerie, uh, he was absolutely right to be scared because in 1971, Valerie was released from prison, again. but continues to stalk him.
0: Oh no! But I... she's just being authentically herself. Exactly. Andy. exactly. She's exactly. just the kind she's of girl the... who stalks. She just. Stalks. She's just. She's a, a stalky girl. Mm. Stalky
3: kind of girl. By the mid seventies, Valerie gets back to writing and produces what she believes to be the purest form of the Scum Manifesto. Still sticking with the Scum yeah, Manifesto. I don't know, maybe
0: like try a new mm. idea.
3: Mm. Put that to bed, I
0: think. Put the Scum Manifesto to bed. Let's yeah. see, let's
3: work on the di difficulty. You've you got to get the
0: first one out of the way. Yeah. And you did that. And it was a hit. It was.
3: Now let's move on. Um so things are looking up for her because she's really happy with the version of the girl manifesto she's got now. But just as this happens, her mental health takes a sudden decline. Oh no! She moves around. It was good before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it, that was at its peak, right? Um, so what you're telling me is that getting famous does make you happy,
3: mm,
0: and it's good I don't for know your if that's mental
3: what I'm, saying. I'm not sure. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Danger. I, I. I. Yeah nothing right she becomes absu- uh, she becomes so she moves around a lot she experiences several breakdowns she becomes consumed with a paranoid ideation that there are there's a transmitter in her uterus communicating messages to the mob oh my god yeah and at one point she even tries to remove it with a fork no yeah uh it's a really sad end for valerie Fuck it. like she for somebody who is like clearly so intelligent and had so much potential like, it is proof that, like, without the support... What is... Like, right. th- things can go really very bad. Um Okay, Andy has ongoing health issues in the wake of the shooting and develops an overwhelming fear of hospitals. He's also still part of the New York party scene and is taking a lot of speed and valium. So, obviously, like, speed at Ooh. the party, valium Ooh, to yeah. calm down. Um which is not good for the body. He also like is very, um, has a lot of issues around food and like isn't necessarily like looking after himself particularly well. he eventually develops an infected gallbladder which he tries to cure holistically until it becomes completely unbearable and he submits to medical intervention so after being in the hospital for the gunshot he's like i never want to be in hospitals again he lets it get so bad that when the um surgeon is operating his gallbladder like falls apart in his hand (gasps) yeah it's so like rotten um in 1987 he goes in for the for routine gallbladder surgery. Obviously it's routine if the gallbladder hasn't gone this far. Wow. He actually survives the surgery but his heart stops like the next day, I think. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Um just over a year after Andy dies, Valerie also dies from pneumonia. Apparently Valerie was called up by somebody from the factory to say, "Oh, Andy's died." And she just didn't even acknowledge it. She was like, oh, can I just ask you a question about like publishing rights for this thing? And Jesus. Like, yeah. There is a film called I Shot Andy Warhol about Valerie and the shooting. And there's also a book called The Defiant Life of the Woman Who Shot Andy Warhol uh, by Brianne Fars. And also, there is an amazing documentary on uh, Netflix where, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's it's called like the... Andy Warhol tapes or diaries or something. But well, he wrote a diary and it's they've got like an AI to Love read it. when it. they've written a diary. It's so
0: good. Not enough people write diaries anymore. Mm, what it, are we going to make Netflix documentaries from in a few years? I know. Well, I guess it'll be people's vlogs, just
3: playing oh, people's God, vlogs. Oh God, it will, yeah. Good. Um... Yeah, I cannot recommend that. In that, if you're in any way interested in Andy Warhol, it's so. I am now.
0: What a cool guy!
3: Such a cool guy. Really, he did everything. Fascinating. Yeah, just the way that he like That's evolved. So cool. Yeah, like any great artist.
0: Yeah, I'm he kind evolved of obsessed with the times,
3: now. and people were calling him irrelevant, and then he like what? Yeah, he 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 had quite a long career.
0: But like, also his, his art is good. Really? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Whereas sometimes, whereas sometimes you look at art and you're like, mm. "Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it though? Yeah." He also did animals painted. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Just he did portraits. Actor, yeah. This isn't another. Oh. <laughs> 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 he did. He apparently he did he did loads of animal portraits. Yeah. And he was a cat person. Yeah.
3: I love him. Yeah. it's Yeah. He's a really interesting guy. Um, he
0: did a limited edition print book called 25 Cats Named Sam and One Blue Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me, did you ever have that bit at school where someone went, oh, have you ever done um, I'm Feeling Lucky on Google? And they told you to uh, write Blue Waffle oh, yeah. and then press I'm Feeling Lucky. Mm. You've been burned by that one. And that was the day my childhood ended. <laughs>
3: Well, that is the survival story of Andy Warhol after getting shot.
0: Wow. Very
3: cool. Yeah. What should we put in the survival toolkit?
0: I don't really know what to put in. Yeah, because kind of bad aim Mm. is what helped him out. Yes. Um,
3: Maybe a stricter maybe a a, a, a
0: doorman some, a doorman person door person though is a door person helpful in a survival toolkit when not at a door you know like can you whack him out i think so i'd like to have a door person around at all times <laughs> but then you yeah you just have a bodyguard can yeah I, I we can't we said we can't put people um, in yeah, the survival true. toolkit
3: um maybe just a code on the door don't give her the code Stricter security, but he
0: was in the lift with her. He was yeah, he was true. happy for her to come up. Yeah. Stricter gun policy in America. All maybe. right. Let's
3: <laughs> <see>. <laughs> um, uh, did the
0: agent help at all? Was it the agent. agent that you said was with him? Who He's else met ma- his financial manager? His, no, oh, sorry, um, financial manager. I just heard manager. <laughs> no. Um. That's really hard. There wasn't a specific mm. item used to survive that. Maybe we should take suggestions. How about living authentically as yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Or not living authentically as yourself? How about we stop going? Just go against every natural. Or we just stop excusing people
3: for being uh, difficult and just writing off as like, that's just them, that's just them being them. Maybe question it a bit more.
0: It's not something you can put in a
3: bag, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Bulletproof
0: vest. I mean, yeah, it would have been handy. <laughs> um, her script, if he'd never lost it in the first mm. place. How's that helping us in future? <laughs> Something to read. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Something to pass the time when we're stuck down a canyon. Mm.
3: Yes. I think that's or pretty like good. Or just like a filing cabinet.
0: Right. Something to keep keep your affairs in order. Yes. How did she know he'd lost it?
3: Because she asked for it back and he said, I've lost it.
0: <gasps> Photocopier then. Okay. <laughs> make copies. Yes. Of of the bad scripts? Of all the scripts. Right. Because this would not have been an issue if she had kept the original. Okay. And just given him a copy. Yes. Right?
3: yes. Then it doesn't matter
0: if he loses it. Yeah. She can make him a new one. I
3: don't know. That may not have been the only copy. The prob- her Why'd she problem- want it back then? Well, Because her problem was that she thought thought he had the he him having a copy was the
0: problem Well, then just get a little contract in order where he can't steal it Mm. get him to sign something yeah Uh, i promise i won't yes i i'm not interested in your ideas and i'm not going to steal them contract yeah perfect is that what we're putting in it okay (laughs) okay there we go i promise not to steal your ideas contract
3: yes in the survival toolkit done
0: Yeah, sorry. I was watching Lyle sleep. Um, <laughs> he's so Glad cute. To you were riveted by my he's story. He's so cute. Look <laughs> at him. He is adorable. Please never cut his hair again, Neil. I can't even see his eyes. He's like the little dog from The Little Mermaid. Just like one big mop. Oh, so cute. Okay. Listener stories. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a couple great you want them yes please if you also have a listener story send them to us help at wcspod.com oh, that's an email address baby so slick look it up so okay slick. um so this one spelled my name wrong but we'll move past it right okay this time <laughs> 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 and That is a- but i won't be taking B-B-Y. shit like this again <laughs> okay. right okay it's abi no other spelling makes sense take abigail Split it in half. Is, mm. You're left with the ABI. Where are you getting the extra B's from? Where the hell are you getting the E from? Where are you getting the Y from? Right. Use the letters that are in it. Okay. Hi, Abba Julia <laughs> Neil and <Laldrup. laughs> A little contribution to the world of WCS. Though I'm a talker, so feel free to edit if needed. Oh, she will. That sounds she... like extra work for me. She will. Um... It was a sunny, oh, I love the detail already, actually. Okay. I quite, I like, I I like a detail. Okay. It was a sunny Saturday in June. What was Robin Williams doing?
3: This is the level of detail we need. That's the level of
0: detail we want. If if you're going to start specifying the exact day and month. Do we know the year? We don't. We don't know the year. So, Laura, I guess. Is that her? Yes. It was a sunny Saturday in June, and I was in the midst of feeding my vanity, heading to the dentist for my braces check-in during a 40-minute appointment. It was also my mum's birthday weekend, so we'd planned for a family day out at the Royal Three Counties Show. Sorry, let's posh this up a little bit. With a picnic and some epic homemade baking. Once I was done with the dentist chair, um, get the... What? Sorry, carry on. Shall I continue? Please continue. With this accent, such a chameleon, aren't you? Carry on. Get the clean teeth sorted, and then throw a load of birthday sugar at it. Nah. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
3: Tea. It's like not that different from your normal voice.
0: No, it's just just a little heightened. <laughs> Upon arrival, it's a little prune leaf. Mmm. Mmm. Chuck some rum in it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's boozy. Mmm. Just make it a little more drunk. Alright, I'll go back to my normal voice. Okay. Upon arrival, no, I like it. Carry <laughs> it's a long story to keep the accent oh, up. Okay, I'll Let's get through it. <laughs> Upon arrival at the dentist, I was informed that the dentist was running was running twenty minutes late. Not ideal, but not unmanageable. And I had a good book on my Kindle. The twenty minutes. Got a Kindle. Mm, you're doing all right. <laughs> the twenty minutes grew to thirty, and I messaged the family chat to let them know. My partner and I might have to catch them up. I mean, you ever been to the dentist before? They're never on time. Yeah.
3: Also, I like that we're getting the detail of like, so the text I sent was, uh, Yeah. it's like every, literally every move that this person's made. This is the detail I like. She's reading the Kindle. She's texting the family. Leave nothing out.
0: Um, finally, I made it into the dentist's chair. And let them crack on. I'd rather not crack anything mm. in a dentist chair. Uh, there, I was staring at the ceiling, orange goggles on my face, more fingers than I'd like in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> How many fingers would you like? What's your number?
3: I think one is too many. <laughs> Certainly, if somebody else's. I think two is my max. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> blissfully unaware of the turmoil outside. I was genuinely just considering how many would be too many. <laughs> I What's like, the most mm, you had had in your mouth?
2: Mm,
0: what would be too many? Um, blissfully unaware of the turmoil outside. Turns out, letting my family and partner know of the delay from the upstairs waiting room meant no signal and no message made it through. It also turned out that the receptionist left at noon on a Saturday, locked the door, turned the lights off, and put the phone onto voicemail turning the surgery into a ghost town that's on. mental very strange turning the lights
3: off and there's people still in there
0: yeah also saturday is a chair. busy day why are you finish at noon on saturday yeah okay so there i was having my belated appointment whilst my partner was at home wondering where i was i'm worried about this dentist there's nobody else in the no the the, only the receptionist's gone yeah. But like some dentist surgeries are very small. It's like just one dentist. Exactly.
3: So it's her and the dentist. Yeah. Everybody else is gone. Yeah. The doors are locked. The lights are off. It's
0: strange the doors are locked.
3: I don't like this at all. Um, she got no signal.
0: No signal. Message hasn't gone through. It was a 40 minute appointment at 11. Surely I should be walking in about now. He called me. No signal. No answer. This is good storyteller. Yeah. He called the dentist. That simply went through to voicemail and an unhelpful message that they'd reopen on Monday. Maybe things were running a bit late. That happens. Yeah. Two and a half hours later, I'm finally released from the chair, having no idea how long I've been there. Why did it take two and a half hours? Why has
3: she lost all concept of
0: time now? I'm so concerned. There are so many
3: drugs in a dentist's office. What has he
0: done? Um...
3: I'm really worried that this is going to become like a police statement rather than a lighthearted podcast (laughs)
0: story. So two and a half half hours later, I'm released from the chair, having no idea how long I've been there, only to walk downstairs and find my poor partner had driven down to the dentist for a second time to try and find me. Whilst I'd been upstairs, he had called me, my family, and the dentist, wondering if everything was okay. After the time kept on ticking. He had driven down to the dentist to see what was going on, only to not see my car. Brackets, it was parked on a back road as the usual car park was closed. Coming from a family of warriors relate and perhaps not very wisely engaging with them at the time he got offers such as maybe she had an allergic reaction and was re- and was rushed to hospital
3: <laughs> maybe. maybe
0: she crashed the car on the way home and was rushed to hospital <laughs> <laughs> have you checked the hospital? maybe she's just in hospital <laughs> all very helpful and all very keen on bumping me off in some way timings finally lined up and as i came back into the reception ready to pay another overpriced bill I saw a tall blonde bearded man with a face like a beetroot on the other side of the shop front ready to hammer on the door wondering why he looked so put out I finally clocked the time pardon the pun I shall not consider it not pardoned <laughs> and realised how much time I'd lost. Why have you lost time? This is the concern. Time should not be and lost. And now there's a
3: scary Viking outside. Like, why are we... Why no, is I, I think that's her husband. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also lamented the missed cake opportunity that the hold-up had caused. I mean... That, that is the, the truth. least of your no, worries right No, that would be my biggest worry, actually. You know, when you've got your mouth ready for something. Mm. You know? When it's like, I'm going to have that later. Yeah. And then you end up not having it.
3: Yeah, you've already picked which one you're having in your yeah. head. Yeah,
0: It's like when you come out and you're like, I'm having that for dinner and someone else yeah. has eaten it. <sighs> Nightmare. It's the truest tragedy. Having paid the bill, I asked why he hadn't been called as an emergency contact given the delay or what the protocol was if there was a fire or, someone, or some other emergency in the building considering I had been unknowingly locked away with no access to my phone and no indication from the staff that the minutes were ticking by. Yes.
3: For some reason, they have no idea where they've been or what's been happening.
0: (laughs) Their response whilst taking in the tension in the room was that my light kidnapping didn't constitute an emergency and that we should have planned for the 40-minute appointment to take half a day. I, I agree. What are you expecting from the dentist? Everybody knows it's delayed.
3: Yes, I would expect for a dentist when I finish my appointment to still be open with the lights on. That's the bare minimum I'd asked for. I but think. the
0: receptionist had Saturday plans. She yeah. was off to the market. I mean, she, did, she was at the cinema with her she's kids. She's probably at the Three
3: Counties Fair or whatever exactly.
0: it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, fucking hell, my hip's locked. <laughs> oh, God. There we go. Oh, gross. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs>
3: oh.
0: <laughs> the hips of a 62-year-old. <laughs> um, right, let's get back to this. I guess they assumed she might have signaled and could have let him know herself the family no the dentist I wouldn't expect the dentist to call my family in their workplace they probably
3: know that they don't have signal
0: but it might just be her phone provider yeah yeah maybe that'd be a great time to like run into an ad for like phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> get in touch <laughs> um oh and that is my, that is the story of my accidental abduction by my dentist who eventually got fired for repeatedly being late and locking people in the oh. building <laughs> god that was the answer yeah 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 i got real worried there for a sec thanks for reading my wcs and for creating such a fab podcast to get me through hump day every week i'm already listening back to old episodes on the days i managed to get in the garden get into the garden i wonder if she's found any hamster graves yeah keep up the good work ladies lad And Laldra. (laughs) (laughs) From your eager listener, Katie.
3: Well, thanks, Katie. Where did the
0: two and a half hours go? This is my question, Katie.
3: This has still
0: not been cleared up. I don't want to dig up any. A is check in. A check in.
3: It It shouldn't. None of this makes sense. I've never had a dentist
0: appointment take that long. No. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. That was great.
3: Very well written. We're quite concerned for you. Slightly worrying. Good. I hope that your braces are now off. Um, were they braces? Yeah, it was yeah, braces. yeah. Yeah. Or you know, I you, wonder if I it hope we found like, a, a new dentist. I wonder if, if it, it was old else.
0: school dent, old school braces, train or, tracks, or behind the teeth, or mm. Invisa, invisible. Mm. Either way, look for a new dentist. Um,
3: if you have a worst case scenario to send us. Uh, please send it to help at wcspod.com.
0: And we hope you survive another week. Straight in. No, well, that felt no, real, no, that no, felt yeah, real that natural. Good. Well, now you ruined oh, it. Okay. Bye.
2: Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in a downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Traveled by a herd of buffalo, chased with an axe by a new friend Joe, Every alive in a pile of snow. the worst case scenario.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50